Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I know you're podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... That's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Um, In quantum quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you have a light switch? You have a light switch? Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, hey, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop, so let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. Shane? Hey, boy. Hey, how we doing? It's Friday. It's Friday. Welcome to nine. Uh, welcome to another exciting episode of. I'm pretty sure you went to this already. So. No, no, we just. I mean, you know, we have our little intro on the thing, and it says, you know, it will say, "This is Big Beef," and then the last oh, part of it says, that, okay, "We have that." So people probably think, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Every time he comes on, well, it, a, a lot of podcasts they'll have an intro, and then the announcers will they'll make some kind of like, you know, hey, like Kevin Smith when he's doing his podcast. They'll say they'll have a little intro. It's like ten seconds, and then when they show the camera to him, he says, "Hey!" Like to get the crowd all yelling because he he usually has a live audience. Gotcha. Where's um, our surprise guest today? Did he? All right. So the plan is to have a flat earther join the show. I don't know how it's going to work because when he sent me his last message, he was like, "Well, you know, you just send me the link, and um, you can send it through email, or we can do Skype." And I'm thinking, well, I thought you used Anchor. Like, I thought that's how we found each other. So hopefully he's on his Anchor and he's gotten the link and he'll be joining us at any moment. Um, okay. Until then, yeah, we'll carry on as, as we usually do. Until I mean, we'll know when he drops in. I mean, he's obviously, he doesn't, you know, I mean, you could just tell by his accent and his dialect. I mean, he's going to be, we'll know when he's here, you know. Well, I've been so busy all day that, you know, I'm sorry people don't believe that, but, you know, I get busy, too. But uh, yeah. I've been busy all day. I'm trying to get a hold of you, saying, hey, Shane, is someone really going to lead a charge into this conversation? That's why we're sending you the message, sending you the, the, uh, the yeah. question, or, yeah. you know. Yeah, so what I did was earlier today, I sent him uh, six questions, and they're just general big statements. And I explained to him, you know, look, we're going to ask you these questions, and we'll give you – we're going to patiently listen to your answer. 
but we're going to have follow-up questions and kind of like side conversation. And I asked, I said, first of all, we need to know what to refer to you as, because if we, if you don't feel comfortable using your name, then we need like a call sign or a handle or something, because we got, we have a history of interrupting each other and we need to be able to identify who's talking. And, you know, we can't, if we don't have names and, you know, or we could just call him flat earther. I mean, that's fine too. But so that was the first thing I was going to ask you. And then just a little bit of just to kind of give us a background to see if he'd want to talk about what his experience is. And then we're just going to jump right in. First question is, you know, what, what got you here? Why, what made you, what, what was the thinking that got you to this point? That, that, that was my general question right there is like, who started you on this road or did you pave your own road? Well, that's what I want to know. I want to know. Because we're all, all of us, I mean, anybody that goes to a modern, you know, Western type school, even in the East, anybody that goes to a school like that, they are taught very early on that the world is round. That's just a universal, on Earth anyways, that's just a universal truth. It's not something that's only taught, you know, to Americans or, you know, to one group of people. It's everybody. That's everybody's told that. Now, there's probably some indigenous tribes some small time you know that they can't really grasp around world because they don't you know they don't know what that means they don't have a boat or a means to travel you know but that's not gonna that's gonna be a very small percentage of the population well uh, that was my next question i was gonna ask him was do you feel how, how to say it does it sound silly to think uh the world is round you know i, I like not 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 insulting him but like, right does it, does it sound silly to you? Like, hey, what well, you call me silly or hey, yeah. stupid? You know, is it hey, does, preposterous? Does it sound... Is it how you know? How could you yeah. believe this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to think of questions that doesn't sound insulting. Can, you know, if you heard our podcast, it's gonna sound like all oh, that they're gonna constantly insult me. <laughs> you know, well, we make fun of each other. You know, I, one of my questions was gonna another one was gonna be you know what what would it take what would what would happen what would it take to prove to you that it is round? I mean, would you would it be going into space? Or, and then for that matter, do you believe in space? I mean, what do you think is, is up there? A, a giant screen? I mean, what's going on? You know, you, just trying to get a big picture. Well, I've, I've heard of the dome concept. I've heard of that. I heard that the world, the world I, got, I got, that's what it was. I got to ask him. I've heard the concept that the world is flat and we live in a dome. That, yeah. I've heard of that concept. So does he believe in that concept or does he believe that the world has an atmosphere and they just don't want to show us the real pictures. I've heard of this, of those two. Yeah. If you heard of those ones, have you heard of the dome? Checking my email to see if he's answered. Oh, have you heard of the dome concept? No, sure haven't. That, that, I, I forgot it, but I just now remember that. Yes. So I don't believe that the world is flat and it is a dome that we live in. Uh, now, well, how did they, uh, Make the sky like sky, probably like what you said, Shane. They probably think it's um, uh, glass or a, a screen or something like that, you know. But as far as I know, um, I know a lot of them don't believe it, you know. They try, like, oh, we shot our own rocket into space and they hit something, came back down. No, the parachute deployed, that's why it's a jerking. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of speculations, you know, when these people do this, so but. Well, it's hard. I mean, you know, and Aaron was talking about this the other night when we were setting this up you know he basically said well first of all what do you really know i mean you know you think you know what your two eyes see but truth be told 
we could be in the matrix right now and all this is made up, you know, it doesn't, we have I've, no real yeah, way to know what is real. I've heard that we live in smoking mirrors, you know, in our reality, right? I've heard, I've heard of that concept, you know. And then there's, okay, there's how we perceive the world, like how we see things through light and how it reflects in our eyes. But what if it's, what if you have a different type of vision and everything looks totally different? You know, I mean, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just like, you know, the predators, the way they look, the way they see the world is different than we do, you know? So, well, like I said, it's, you know, everyone's point of view is how they view things or they think other people see it, you know? And they say, it like, oh, it looks, it's kind of like a, a homeless man can't see their eyes of a rich man, or a rich man can't see the eyes of a, a homeless man. They don't know the concept of each, how they look at things, you know? Both vision is different. They look at the same thing, but it's different to them. Does that make sense? Right, right. So, well, yeah, and that's that's when you know, and then you know, humans though we also kind of. I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that the stress that a rich man has because of a failure, it's the same kind of stress that a poor person has because they can't find food and shelter. The same is the same stress. Well, yeah, like biochemically, like it may it basically causes the same. It's the same kind of stress, but it's just different circumstances. You know, a rich guy, you know, you got all this money and you're thinking, well, what do you got to be stressed about? You can go do this. But apparently that's not a factor. Apparently if you got, if the situation is stressful, it's stressful and it doesn't, it's the same no matter your circumstance. I heard, uh, that's funny you said that because I was in the lunchroom today. I heard these two guys, they were arguing, they were arguing slash having a, a conversation about, how a rich person, how rich people are cheap. That's how they stay rich. Or rich people only think about where the next dollar bill is coming from. You know, the only rich people don't care about vacations and stuff like that. No, they're worried about making more money, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that once you get to a certain, to get in order to get to a certain level of wealth, you have to be thrifty with your money. You can't. You know, when you start talking about the people who are big spenders and, you know, but they're not big earners, well, then that money doesn't last very long. That's why so many people that win the lottery, you know, go broke so fast because. Have you, have you seen those people who just blow through that money? Yeah. Nothing? Just blow yeah. through it? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. If you, you well, know. I know one lady, Shane, we looked on there. One lady won the lottery, divorced her husband. The husband found out she won that lottery, sued her, and she was ordered to give whatever money she had left to the husband. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you hear all kinds of stories. I mean, you know, things. It, the problem with that scenario a lot of people have is you get the money and now you think you can get whatever you want, but you're not realizing that, you know, there's taxes on things. There's things that you have to pay every year. There's, you know, you, you you can't, you just can't spend it all at once. It's, it's you know, you got to be careful with what you, what you're buying with because well, you're not yeah. generating any income. And if you're just draining away, it's only going to last you so long, you know? Well, we, we said that, you know, it's like a, a verbal agreement or some shit like that. We had, we always said that like, okay, honey, if we, you know, some act of God, we won the lottery, you know, the hundred, 400, 500 million dollars, whatever it is, just, Give our friends a million dollars each and tell them don't bother us again. <laughs> <laughs> so friends, here, here you go, guys. Here we go. Boom. Sharing the wealth. 
Don't blow it all in one place. Here y'all go, guys. Boom. Well, kids get, but... uh, you know, uh, brothers, uh, brother-in-law's kids get a million dollars in their uh, in their uh, security funds. So when they turn 30, they get a million dollars, too. You know, but, you know. Well, you know, it, that's the thing. That's the thing to think about. You know, if you get, if you get one of the big lotteries where you got, you know, you know, several hundred million and you can spare to give, you know, money away to several people and it really won't affect you that much. And I'm talking big money. When you get, you're going to have people coming out of the woodworks and it's going to be for everything. It's going to be, you know, people first for my family, for the way my life or my family, it's going to be bailing people out of jail and giving them legal advice. That's what they're going to be coming to me for. But for a lot of people, it's going to be, you know, my kid wants to go to college or, my house payments due or my air conditioner broke down or my car had a flat, you know, it's going to be all these things keep coming up and it's going to be like, man, you know, I mean, what would you do if I wasn't here? How would you deal with this problem then? Yeah. You know, I well, mean, would, would you feel bad about not, not ghosting? I wouldn't say Shane, like Shane, I want four, $500 million. Uh, you'll never see me again, bro. Bye. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I'm not talking about doing that. Which, that's weird. that someone would do that. Like, Hey, I'm just ghosting everybody. Everybody I know just ghost them. Just fuck it. JP never fucking existed, man. You know, house <laughs> burned down, car found in the river. Can't find him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you it's know. like the it's like the end of uh, the Dark Knight Rises. We'll find you on an island somewhere, and wearing yeah. a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. And you give me you give me a nod. You get a little nod. <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, like, what was that, honey? I I thought I saw someone from a couple years ago. <laughs> You know, you just vanish off into the darkness. So, but the, the, the but the other point is like, what if like you know nobody knew we won? I won, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna show it. I'll just get a new car, pay off my house, maybe buy another house, you know, not too big, and just you know just ride the wave slowly, you know, not show it off or nothing, you know. Yeah, I mean, eventually but people could will you, forget. Could you, you do know? that? Like, could you do that? You know, like, oh, would you go be compelled to go? Ah, same. Pack up everybody. We're going on a cruise, and or you know, pick up the whole family. Everybody, we're all going on a cruise. How you paying for this? It don't even matter. I'm fucking paying for it. We're all going on a cruise. Would you ask questions after that, Shane? Or he's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, you know, John came to a little money, you know. Well, would you ask John? Well, wait, where'd you get, uh, you know, everybody in your family and my family on a cruise? How'd you get that much money? You know, would you ask questions? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if it was me, if I'm, if somebody invites me, it's like, hey, Shane. Uh, we're going to pay for this cruise. Everything's all included. Uh, all you got to do is just come on board and, you know, everything will be taken care of. And I'll, you know, I may say, well, where are we going? And they'll say, well, it, it doesn't matter. You're just either in or out. And I'll be like, well, I guess I'm in, you know, and just see what happens. And uh, I probably wouldn't ask a whole lot of questions unless it came up in natural conversation, you know? Yeah. I, you know, if I'm just sitting there talking and it comes up where it's like, uh, so uh, how much is this trip setting you back, man? Or was this like an award or something? And, you know, uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, then, like, a famous actor walks up, Matthew McConaughey walks up. How you doing tonight? Oh, yeah, I got Matthew to come say hi to us. Wait, hold on now. You got you paid an actor to come say hi to us on a cruise. And <laughs> yeah, I actually heard – I know we talked about him before on this uh, – the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh-huh. He had the uh, comedian Ron White, you know, the guy from Blue Collar oh, Comedy. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, like he was guy. on there, and he was telling him, he's like, well, you know, the first time I met Matthew McConaughey – I kind of figured since we both grew up around the same area and we came from nothing and we got rich, I thought we would really hit it off. So it's like the first time I go to meet him, I'm in my head, what I thought would happen is I'd say, Hey, I'm Ron White. And he would say, Oh, you're my favorite comedian. 
And then he would invite me over to his house and we would pick up some lemon and get in the hot tub and smoke weed and drink and have a good time. And he's like, but what happened is I go up to him and I say, Hey, I'm Ron White. And he says, Hey, how you doing? And he turns around and walks off. And <laughs> hey, but yeah, like I said, Shay, his his level of wealth must not be where his level of wealth yeah, is. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, I mean, Ron White probably does okay, but he ain't he ain't getting or, you, know, you know, maybe Matthew not a big comedy fan, you know, maybe he's not a lot, you know, could be, could be not a comedy, or maybe he just was busy and didn't, you know, didn't really have time to idle chit chat or anything and maybe he did maybe he's not always a party animal maybe he only does that certain times you know well that's kind of thing i think of like when i look at the rock i'm like man i know this guy says he loves his family but that's a guy right there saying make the next dollar he is out there saying grinding it every day making that next dollar promoting something i'm never saying i couldn't even get one of his backpack one of his shoes he did the rock project with under armor he's doing the second line with them this year I remember last year saying I couldn't even touch one of the rock project stuff because they sold out that fast, you know. Yeah. I mean, the guy, that's why we didn't see him. Uh, he didn't have a full blown, well, I can't ruin it. Well, it's just the hard part to getting him to do movies because he's so busy, you know. He's just got well, so much going on. Well, well, you think it's the money that drives him? Like, hey, rock. Well, didn't he say he had like, several movies in the world. I know I got to do this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, is that you have to ride, ride the wave while you can. Like, The Rock probably, you know, realistically speaking, he's probably got another 20 years left to where he can stay on top. After that, though, I mean, now you're talking about the old action hero. You know, you're talking about Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone. I mean, they, every now and then they'll have one come out, but I mean, how realistic is it that a 75 year old man can go, you know, kick somebody can go into the jungle and defeat a bunch of terrorists with one gun. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up, you know, at some point it gets to be, this is a little too much. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, man, he just, working it every day and i tell my friends that that, that want to get big like dude look at the rock take rock is your inspiration he is grinding out every day pumping out stuff, promoting whatever he can promote to make money you know he's on several tv shows he makes movies some half of them aren't even even good but you know what he's making them he's getting paid for them <laughs> well you know what uh there was a there was a research group that took uh like over the course of 10 years, kind of like studied the habit of billionaires and what they found a common trait amongst majority of the billionaires is they usually only sleep six hours a night at the, at the most. They don't sleep a lot. They don't, they don't, for whatever reason, they don't require as much sleep as the rest of us do. And so every waking moment is literally spent, you know, progressing whatever it is that their whatever their work is. And that's how they're able to get so wealthy because they're always in the game. So it's not like me and you where, you know, we get our 40 and we're like, fuck it, I'm out, you know, fuck this shit, I'm done. Because in our, in our, in my world, I don't know how it is for you, but in my world, it doesn't matter how much work I put into the job. It's always going to be there and it's not going to, I could work as, I could be a fucking, you know, I could put in 80 hours and get so much shit done, but you know what? It's just going to add up again and I'm never going to get any, it's not going to get me anything extra. You know, that's, it's just not, you know, but billionaires, whatever their craft is or their investments and that creativity, it generates more wealth. The more time they spend doing things, 
and the more times they throw themselves into work, the more money they get. And it, and it could be, that could be the same for me and you too. Like if we went out and got another job and we got a job on the weekends and then we started making some investments, you do a little research where you know it, you know, your money's making itself. But I just, I'm not, that's just not how I want to live, man. I want to enjoy some, I want to, you know, sit down and like tonight, you know, watch a little bit of Aquaman and, you know, get on the podcast, something like that. I don't want to sit there and have to constantly, you know, figure out what the next thing is. Well, that's why I, it's, it's the same thing for me. Like I go to work, I do my hundred percent at work. I do my, like, I, I think someone said that go to work, do your work. You know, you know, you need your job. You like your job, do your work. Well, he don't, he doesn't do your work. If you love it or you hate it, do your job for the amount of time you're supposed to do it, leave and do what you want to do. And like, you know, you still got, you know, you got ho- do your hobbies, do your side thing you like to do. You know, don't do your job and just hate your job the rest of the day. Do what you want to do. You know, that's what, you know, like, okay, so, you know, that's what I try to do. Like, okay, I want to do the podcast. I, I try to promote the podcast. I try to, you know, put my face out there. I'm trying to do all this and that little stuff. You know, I don't want to come home, you know. Like, and yes, I still have to come home, play with my wife, play with the kid, you know, still do the family thing. But when I had that moment to say, okay, I have time to work on my hobby or read a book or do what I want to do. That's the you know time I that time for me you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean I totally agree, and you know I'm the same way. I mean I have hobbies too, and and one thing that gets on my nerves is people that complain about. It's kind of you saying you the other day when you were saying that conversation with your dad, like the constantly how things weren't my fault and how they're beyond my control. You get tired of hearing about that stuff at some point. It's like you know why can't you just do something you like doing, and. You know, I mean, yeah, you have a job, but you've got to have a job because you have to have some source of income. But, you know, at the same time, that doesn't mean you've you got to be, you know, miserable, miserable and, and, you know, life revolved. I, I can tell you one thing. I've, I've worked in some stressful jobs. Like uh, when I was working for Child Protective Services, that fucking job stressed me the hell out. And I just quit. I mean, I, was, I can't do this anymore. And I mean, now I made sure I had another job lined up. But, you know, that's just. And this is not for me. And, you know, when I, that time I worked at Seven Eleven, you know, after three days, it's like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing this because and this is kind of dumb. The reason why I left Seven Eleven is because like the main selling things at Seven Eleven is coffee and cigarettes. And I know nothing about either. Like, I don't know what the coffee flavors are. I don't know how to make the fucking coffee. I, I don't ever do it. I don't drink it. So I don't know how to, you know, taste it and see where it's at. Uh, and then I don't know much about tobacco. So when you tell me you want longs or shorts or in a box or in a carton, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know, because I don't smoke this shit. So I don't know. So I, I try to think about it, is it. Like, you know, even if you can't, you know, like we do, like if you can't find an hour every day, someone said, fine, make a, a day on your day off to do what you want to do. Like, even if it's like a couple of hours, like, okay, you want to go, like, oh, all I want to do is fish. Fine. Make your, uh, uh, a short vacation where you do nothing but go fishing or, you know, make that your time to go do that hobby. I knew a guy uh, named Broderick. He took separate vacations from his wife because he loved traveling. He liked good, just going to places for a couple of days and coming back. He didn't stay for like a whole week. He'd just go out there, sightsee, and come back. That's what he liked to do. So him and his wife would take separate mini trips around the country. Yeah, that um, that's interesting because uh, did you ever hear this? I don't know if you saw this documentary. It was about a guy who was he ran he was a millionaire. Hello, 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. I heard someone buzz in, so I, I, I was looking to see who it was. Yeah, I was hoping it was home, dude. Hello, sir. Anybody there? Uh, okay, I guess. Maybe we lost him. Maybe he'll try right. to get back in. All right, go um, ahead. Well, I was going to say, there was this hobo that, uh, there, there was this million, a guy, he had like a, he was a, you know, he was making a million dollars a year. He was running the business, but <laughs> I think for like three, two to three months out of the year, maybe every other year, he has to go be a hobo. Like he's got to go live like a homeless person. And it was, his wife was like, yeah, he just goes and he comes back when he's ready. And so the camera cuts to him and he's just, he literally walks out of his house with nothing, like just some clothes and maybe like a, one change of underwear and a little sack. And he hits the road <laughs> and he's just like going on trains and, and living, sleeping on, you know, out outside, sleeping on the curb. I mean, just hey, adventuring, you know, I guess. Hey, if that's, if that's your thing, fuck, you know, <laughs> if that's your thing, go fucking do it, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because, you know, when you see him at the start of the documentary, he's all clean cut, you know, taking care of business, well-groomed. By the time he comes back on his fucking trip, his hair's all grown out. He's got a huge-ass beard. He looks dirty as fuck. His clothes are all dingy and torn up. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> well, I, I was listening on the radio about this guy. His thing, dude, was like every other month or every three months, he he ran out this place in the woods, and all it was was a, a single – it was a house with no rooms. It was just a big old empty area. And he said, he, they said, what do you do there? I just go in there and just be by myself for a week. Like, that's it? Yeah, just, I just go out there and look out the window, eat a little bit, relax. Like, that's it? Just, that's your thing. Just be total silence the whole time. Like, man, I'm, I never, <laughs> I couldn't imagine that, you know. Did you hear, did you ever see the documentary? It used to come on KERA. There's this guy who went up to Alaska and built a cabin, like, built it from the trees. Like, he didn't, he didn't have any fancy tools or anything, you know, just like how they would have made a cabin 150 years ago. And he built it and built all these supplies and he lived out there and he record, he had a camera with him and he'd record like his exploits and what he was doing. But I think he was out there for like 30 years or something, just living there away. The only time he would get contact from people, if there was this guy, a friend of his that might fly a plane in every now and then to like drop off some basic supplies. Like he'd give him like, you know, 10 pounds of fat or a hundred pounds of sugar or something like that. So he could, you know, mix it up a little bit, but everything he lived off of was off the land and he was isolated and he said he liked it that way. You know, he didn't need all the bustle of life. Yeah. I guess some people can just be that alone. I guess, you know, the max I could be alone say is maybe a day, maybe, you know, <laughs> be alone for a day, maybe, you know, I couldn't do a well, long term getaway like that, you know, well, here's I couldn't be alone in my thoughts. You know what I mean? Like uh, something's got to be like I couldn't be just sitting in a room, and it's just me in the room and nothing else. Like I gotta have something, you know, a piece of paper to draw or, uh, you know, I, you know. You... I I wonder I wonder that if that's what uh, writers do. Like I know I go off, I quiet place, no distractions. I write, you know, just me, my, my book, and I write, you know. <laughs> Shane, you still there? Yeah, uh, we got our friend joining in. Oh, okay. So we're all here. Can you hear him? I can't hear nothing. 
Give us one moment, people. Is he is he here? I don't hear nobody, sir. Is he show that his mic that he show that he's on? Yeah. Showed he was here and then this app said uh gave a little message and then it gave a check box and then he vanished. Hmm. Where is he from? I don't know. <laughs> should... I don't know exactly. I think I mean he sounds like he's been in the United States for a long time, so I don't I don't know if he was born here or not, but you know, his English well, is pretty good, so well, you know, we have the same problem with Aaron with his, when, you know, where he lives. You know, he loses signal, too, you know. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be in Texas. I mean, but I, I could be wrong. Well, I, we never try to long distance um, uh, podcast either. I think that's long. Well, no, no, you did one from, uh, from, uh, where were you at? Chicago? Uh, no. Uh, California. California. So it must work. You yeah, know, it worked so. out there. That's on the other side of the country, you know. Hmm. Um, I did you were you able to hear me when I said sir? Did you hear me say sir? Yeah, I heard you say that. That's why I was like, hello. I was like, oh, because I heard the buzz and you said that. So I was like, oh, okay, hang on, hang on now. <laughs> Hopefully he'll he'll request it again. I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know. Maybe he's got issues with his mic or something. I noticed on his podcast a couple times they had a they took a little bit to get the audio going. So maybe it's the same same thing here. Um, mm. Daniel's got. Is that you? Shane? I lost you, Shane. That is someone. Sir, are you here? Hello. Yeah, I'll add you if it doesn't work out. Okay. I, I can hear you. I, hey. Okay. Are we on? Yeah, it looks like we're here. Yeah, man. <laughs> How you been? How you doing? Yeah, I've been doing good. Okay. Um, it's, it's eight o'clock here in India. Okay, so you're over. You're overseas. Yeah, man. Um, I live. You just check back in. Are you here, sir? Yeah, man. I'm sorry. This thing keeps fucking up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how is this going to work? Then? Yeah. Well, so, hopefully we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, Okay. So, uh, yeah. So we just basically uh, just I want to give a little bit of background, if that's okay. Yeah, that's um, okay. Me and my friends, we were just kind of talking about the whole flat Earther movement. And, and for, mm-hmm. for, first of all, let me just say that flat Earth is an extremely hard concept for me to understand because my whole life I've been told this one thing. Yes, and, that's true. And I listened I listened to your podcast and I know when you said some things, you're like, Well, how do you know it's true? And I'm like, Well, I don't personally know. I just know what I'm told. Like I even if I knew the math, somebody had to tell me the math. Like I, it's not something I, I could i I'm not I don't have the ability to figure out the math on my own. Like, you know, like some people you know, throughout history created their own math and they could figure out things. And I, I don't have that ability. I, everything that I learn is built off of something else that somebody did. Like I don't have my my own genuine knowledge. So that yeah, that's to, true. Yeah. So that. So I'm curious. I want to know, you know, how this came about. But first, before I did that, I just kind of want to get some of your background. From what I understand, you you do engineering work. Yeah, software. I study engineering in uh, all the way in India. So um, I come from a scientific perspective and not a religious view, like yeah. most people. Do. So, yeah, um, well, yeah I, I, I believe that flat earth can be scientifically tested, verified, 
and repeatable, you know. All these okay. experiments can be repeatable. But let's yeah. go ahead and let's let's just try to let's see if we can try to continue the conversation. Um, yeah. Basically, so so let me let me just ask this just to start. Why why how did how did we get how did you get here? How did you get to the flat earth conclusion? conclusion? That's a good what? question. So um, I was just like all of all of humanity in thinking that we're on a spinning ball flying through infinite space, right? That's the story NASA puts out. And Correct. I've always looked at the stars. And every time I did that, I felt, I felt super insignificant, you know? Like I didn't feel like I belonged here because I knew that, hey, the stars that I'm looking at, it's probably dead by now because it's coming in a million light years. True. And I can't even, it's probably not even there at the moment, but I can see it. So there was, there was this feeling of insignificance and just meaninglessness, you know, because the cosmos is so vast and the universe is so unimaginably big and space is ever expanding and we're just a tiny little ball in space that we call Earth, a little blue speck, as they say. So, um, yeah, that was the view and that was the perspective I had before. And a couple of years ago, I think um, just one year ago, I, um, I found this concept or theory on the internet that said the earth is flat. And I thought, wow, that must be the stupidest shit I've heard all day. <laughs> who doesn't? Like, what the fuck is this? How are people in like, 2017 like, out here believing the earth is flat? Well, I didn't fucking know. Well, I tried to get some basic information. I found this flat earth thing and it was pretty ridiculous. And then I, and then um, days passed and I heard a couple of my YouTube channels talking about it. And, and then I'm like, oh shit, this motherfucker thinks the earth is flat. Now, everything I, I think I know from him should be alike because he's a flat earther. So what kind of credibility does this guy have? So does everything that he says, like is everything he's ever told me a lie also? Because flat earth didn't really seem that, um, I don't know, it didn't seem like it was possible. Yeah. It just didn't. I just thought it was the stupidest shit ever. And there's no way that the earth can be flat. And this, I had the same perspective until this thing keep coming back. It's like, it's like a nightmare. It kept haunting me like, oh, fuck, I see this shit on the internet again. Why isn't it going away? I mean, if the earth is really not flat, it should be pretty easy to disprove this. You know, you can just say, hey, we have a photo of earth from space and the debate is over. That's it. The earth is not flat. But that wasn't the case. The, this shit kept coming back. And finally, I said, hey, fuck it. What do I have to lose if it's flat? I mean, I can entertain the possibility. But I was, I was a huge skeptic. And I went into this with that skepticism. And I thought, hey, okay, I'm just going to look at it. I'm going to see what these guys ridiculous it is so I can debunk it. So the, my, my main intention going into this was to debunk this shit. And I looked at the evidence and it seemed plausible. Some of it didn't make any sense. Some of it actually made some sense. Like shit like boats going over the horizon yeah. or the alleged curve. Right. But then they actually don't because you can just take a super zoom camera and it comes right back into view. So shit like that makes sense to me. Like other shit like the fucking ice wall and shit that, that made like, 
I did not want to entertain that possibility, right? So I was a little um, on the fence on this. And then I started looking more and more into this. And then I said, no fucking way, it's flat. And I just kind of left it. But soon enough, it kept coming back. And I had to keep looking into it. And next thing I know, I've spent over 100 hours looking at flat earth videos on YouTube. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I can't be looking at this shit. Because it, it hasn't, it, it's not true, right? It's yeah. not true. There's no way the earth can be flat. But at one point after I was deep into the rabbit hole and a lot of arguments started making sense, like flight paths. You know, there's flight paths that go from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere. And yes. um, there's, there's flight paths in the, on the globe that make no sense on a globe. Like, these guys have to take a real detour. Like, they go to Alaska, and then they come back into the Southern Hemisphere and shit. But you, when you map the same flight paths out on a flat Earth map, it makes perfect sense because it's just a straight line, right? right? And the businesses want the shortest route possible to save on fuel or whatever. So it would make more sense on a flat Earth map because it's, uh, a line is the, sh- is the shortest path between two points, so... Yeah, because the amount of fuel... Yeah, you just have to things like these made me question my view of everything. And soon enough, at one point, there was a tipping point where I said, hey, it, it might be flat, who knows? But I did more and more, more and more research or whatever you want to call it, looked into this. And at one point, I just had to come out of the flat earth closet, man. Yeah. I had to say, hey, guys, the earth is actually flat been lied to our whole entire lives so that was just how i got into it i tried to debunk it but but i ended up becoming a flat earther so i'm pretty sure that's how it is for most people well sure i mean people have Mm. to get there did you get any of that yeah i got it all i I wish you still there Uh, i'm here i can hear you but you can't hear me hello yeah, he he just went on a five minute spiel, Johnny. Explained everything. <laughs> he can't hear it. You thing, there, man? I'm saying, hello. Say yes, something if here, you man. are there. I'm here. I am here. I'm on the podcast. I actually cracked open a beer because your story was getting good. I I actually okay. could hear you, man. I just I, I I guess you couldn't hear me. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but you were actually. The, the story was getting very interesting and I was, I was compelled. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the quick summary, I tried to debunk the flat earth and I ended up becoming one because I couldn't explain some things or like some things, some scientific um, points of view. It just didn't make any sense on the globe model. Right. And I liked your point that you're making. That's interesting. I never thought about that before, but the fact that planes, if you think about the world being round, they would spend mm-hmm. a lot more fuel going over the curve because you're not going straight to your next point. You're going on a curve. And so, like you're yeah. saying, you know, businesses want planes to out. But if the earth was flat, you could do you don't need to go on the curve. Well, you do need to go up, but once you go up, you can just go straight across. You're not going also, over you're not having to keep going up. Time. Yeah, planes yeah. are a really great for flat earths because um what planes have is an artificial horizon. Pilots, you. We were talking about, you know, you were how planes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flights are a great topic for flat Earth because, um, as I was saying, the pilots use this thing called an artificial horizon. So an artificial horizon is basically a, a gyroscope, and a gyroscope is a scientific instrument that maintains its rigidity in space. So, like, it if you spin it, and it just kind of stays there no matter what the surface underneath is is doing, right? So, um, gyroscopes actually prove the Earth is flat. Because when planes take off and they fly, if the Earth was actually a globe, the pilots would have to dip the nose of the plane, I think it's uh, two miles every minute or something, at the speed they're going. So they have to constantly dip the nose of the plane to maintain the curvature, just to stay on the curvature of the Earth. But actually this never happens because the artificial horizon shows us that the plane is actually flying straight level. So it takes off, flies level, and then it lands. Well, that's that's fascinating, and that's pretty straightforward. Why? I wonder why more people don't talk about that. Is Actually, that a lot of pilots are coming out and talking about this. Um, most most pilots um, can't talk about this because they're afraid they'll lose, lose their jobs and shit. But a lot of pilots are actually coming out and um, telling us, telling people, hey, it might just be flat because NASA tells you you should be able to see curvature at around 60, 70,000 feet, right? And planes yeah. fly around like 40,000 feet, I guess. Yeah. And some people claim to see the curvature from the plane, and which is ridiculous. Because if you go on a plane, you look out the window, there's no way you're seeing curve. And even if you are seeing curve, it's because of the refraction of the window of the plane. So it's not really a curve. Um, so what flat earthers have done is they've sent out weather balloons up to like 200,000 feet in the air without fisheye lens to actually see if it's curved or not. And it turns out it's, it's flat. Turns out at 200,000 feet, there's no visible curvature and the horizon always rises up to eye level, which means that the plane underneath should be flat. So right. that's just another thing. There's lots of weather balloon footage videos online. I think one it's called Dog Cam or something. And yeah, that's sh that shows a very um that shows Hello at that kind of altitude, you know, like let's say a hundred twenty thousand feet or like two hundred thousand feet. Right. Heights that you should absolutely be able to see the curvature because the circumference of the Earth is supposed to be 25,000 miles or something like that. So the higher up you go, the more curvature you should be able to see. Right. So, um, yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. But then I always thought, hey, um, maybe we're just not high enough to see the curvature. Maybe we're just too tiny and the Earth is too big to see any kind of curvature. But uh, with the numbers they give us, you can do certain math and actually see that you should be able to see some curve. So this is so, interesting. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So another thing about flights is we know the Earth rotates um, east to west, right? Yeah. The Earth spins every, um, every day, supposedly. That's what so, I've been told. Um, yeah, yeah. So flights going east to west are going with the curve of the Earth. Like they fly with the curve of the Earth. So you can measure how long it takes for a flight to go from one point to another, east to west. 
and then you can measure the same time the flight takes in the opposite direction so if a plane is flying west to east on the same course it should take a lot more time for the plane flying west to east because the earth is spinning it's called the coriolis effect yeah so the earth i mean the plane should in fact take way longer because it's going against the spin of the earth to reach the same destination but in fact if you check the timings the time durations of these flights going east to west and west to east west to east they're about the same there's actually no difference so yeah simple like things like these really made me i mean they don't make you flat earther but like it's just something to know like hey that really really i didn't know about that that kind of makes sense yeah no but, i did, this is all news to me bro everything you're preaching is is brand new to me i mean this is all i'm learning here this is classes in session like i'm learning <laughs> no um this is actually um pretty pretty basic stuff if you're into if you get into flat earth these these are the arguments that they present to you things like these and then you can draw your own conclusions from them nobody is asking you I, i'm not i don't ask anyone to believe what i say actually don't believe what i say yeah. I, go and verify if it's actually true and then come to your own conclusion so well, that's that, the whole point of flat earth yeah yeah that and that leads to the bigger discussion about what is truth i mean you truth is what you perceive and so what you perceived to be real is real to you and you know it's, it, everybody's different um but exactly. you, know, you know but there's some things that we can agree that are true like i can pretty much guarantee you if i pick up this bottle in my hand, hello yeah i was just yeah, saying if I, if i pick up this bottle in my hand and i throw it it's going to hit the ground like i could I, yeah I, that's that's objective know. yeah mm-hmm. but you know when we talk about things that seeing the curvature of the earth I can't see that unless I'm up super high, like you said, and the chances that I'm ever going to go up that high are extremely rare. Yep. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Um, I did want to ask a little bit of a follow-up question and, and forgive me if this sounds idiotic, but no, no, go ahead. it'd be good to ask. What is your concept then of space? Like how, what would the earth look like if the earth isn't slow? <laughs> What what would the what does the Earth look like then? From this is um this is a big question, and I feel like we should get get into this later on in the episode. Okay. Once um, yeah. So um, on the flat Earth, space does not exist, and I know how stupid that sounds. But the flat Earth model proposes that we live in an enclosed system. Okay, and they say that there is a dome over our head. we don't know if it's a solid dome or if it's some sort of electromagnetic shield that keeps us in place but the point is nobody is leaving this place so the whole argument here is about heliocentrism versus geocentrism right heliocentrism says the sun is in the center of the solar system but geocentrism says hey the earth is actually the center of the universe and the heavens rotate above us where are the stationary flat plane and everything revolves around us so um coming into this it's it's a very daunting topic because it says hey we're not really insignificant but we might be the center of it all it gives us way more importance so um i feel like we should talk about this more after um some some more flatter topics because i don't think the listeners can come into this very easily but a but, big a big jump then that that's a that's a big yeah that's a huge jump, jump but um the uh, space is fake 
as a famous quoting a famous line from Red Hot Chili Peppers space may be the final frontier but it's made in the hollywood basement yeah i, I dig that song yeah uh, yeah <laughs> that's yeah. the fun line there right on well let me let me ask you this then cuz this is kind of ties into that i don't know you said you wanted to get into this later but just so we can get into that in the open mm-hmm. when for most of, from what i understand of human history for a good chunk of it we believe that we were the center of the earth I, oh yeah I, man I think it wasn't until Galileo that that ideology changed. But no, it was actually um, Copernicus, and okay, before that, yeah, it was that's right. Pythagoras or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot. I forgot about him. So he was the one that basically said, "No, it's not. We're not the center." Why? Why do you? I mean, I know there's got to be like a. It's a control factor or something, right? I mean, that's. But why? Why would we have to change all of a sudden? Like, why would? Why would? Okay, that's a good question. So let's break it down. Let's break down the heliocentric model. Let's break down the globe Earth, because we all know that ancient ancient people of all of all the lands knew that the Earth was flat, and all their cosmologies thought that they were the stationary flat plane, and there was a dome over the head, and all the celestial bodies revolve around us. That's what they thought. That's what they believed for centuries. Order of uh, Jesus is a society of Jesus? I have not heard of the Society of Jesus. No. Yes, hello? hello? Okay, you probably can't hear me, but um, I could probably can't hear you, but yeah, the, the whole thing goes on with the Jesuits. So Jesuits, Freemasons, Satanists, pedophiles, all of these guys are, are the ones perpetrating the globe earth lie. These are the guys that actually brainwashed the whole entire world that the earth is a spinning globe. And why they've done this is to make you feel insignificant. That's the end game. The end game is they are hiding God from you. They don't want you to open up to the possibility that you are the center of everything. So once they keep you in this limited state of awareness, where you think that, hey, you're just a tiny little tiny little speck in space and there's there's thousands of planets like yours nothing really matters everything came from nothing the big bang is real and evolution and all of that nonsense once once you can once you can get people into thinking these things it's easier for them to control and manipulate your decisions and actions because you're in a very limited state of awareness and they don't want and it's very easy for them to you know control you because fear is the best way you can control someone well that's also actually... it's easier for you to lie to someone than to convince them of the truth so they've just been lying to us this whole entire time and yeah that's pretty much it so the whole the whole point of this is they're hiding the creator from you they're hiding intelligent design because, because once you f- find out the earth is flat, there's no room for atheism, I believe. Because that means somebody put us here. And someone designed this shit because the earth is flat and there's a dome over and shit. Like, what the fuck? No, there's no way that this could have happened by accident. Right? So um, that's the end game here. They're, they're lying to you because they're hiding yourself. They're hiding the truth from you. And the truth is that everything exists within you and we are all of God. 
but I don't want to go into that right now. But um, what people need to know is this is Jesuits. These are um, these are evil people, and they have a cult, and they have led everyone astray by spreading this lie. If you um, still today, all the education that we get are funded by the Jesuits and all the astronomers that ever existed, not ever existed, most of the astronomers are actually Jesuits. If you actually see um, the craters on the moon are all Jesuit astronomers. They're named after Jesuit astronomers. So a big part of this is the, Je Je the Jesuits. And the Jesuits are, um, they are, how do I explain the Jesuits? The Jesuits are a bunch of evil people, a bunch of elite, and they're occultists that control the world by keeping us in a limited state of awareness. I don't know if you got all of that, but I can't really hear you. Yeah, I can, I can hear you loud and clear, man. We'll, we'll get it. So fascinating, fascinating background. Um, I didn't know anything about the Jesuits until you just said it. So, so for anyone listening and um, they want to know more about this, look up who the Jesuits were. Look up um, Knights of Templar. Look up um, Freemasons. You know the Freemasons, man? Yeah, now I do know Freemasons and Knights of Templar. I know about the Templar Order, and I know about the Freemasons. And like yeah, yeah, so it's all connected. It's all connected to this, this one thing. Okay. Well, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? it? What you were saying is actually, I mean, it's, 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 I could see why you would want, why you would want, because what you were saying, like, how insignificant are we? I mean, we're nothing. If you, if you buy into what NASA tells you. We're you fucking nothing, are, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. And why would you have hope? Why would you ever hope to do anything if you can't? Because it's it, it's irrelevant. Like if the universe is this endless expanse of nothingness, then what is the point in anything? Why why have life? Why, exactly. why, why love? Why care? I mean, there's got to be there's something there that that science that we know just can't tell us because it's it's these emotions. Like I can't get an emotion for math. Like math can't make me feel unless you just love math. But I mean, it's just not the same as seeing, you know, your, your loved one or, or the passion you feel, it, it, you know, it's just, there, I think there's more to it than just a hard numbers game. And like you said, somebody had to, it had to be a design. I mean, could it, it can't just fall into place, right? I mean, how, what are the odds that it could just all fall into place, you know, and just be random? It's, it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, people still think that we came from nothing. How can nothing Make something. Yeah, that I just never, doesn't the, make sense. Yeah, the Big Bang Theory never adds up to me because it's like, okay, but you can keep. You have to keep going. You can't just. You can't just stop there and say that created everything because something had to create that. So, uh, yeah, that uh, I've never really fully bought into that one either. Yeah. But, so again, I'm, the close model is uh, crucial for the Big Bang and evolution. The heliocentric lie is in the center of all of this. So in order to make all of the other shit work, you have to convince people that we're on a flying rock spinning through space. Do you believe that the people that are in these orders and societies, and, and uh, do you think that they are being influenced by something that is not human? Oh, okay. That's, that's a good question. Um, I definitely do think there are darker, more evil 
figures or powers or entities or forces whatever you want to call it involved and i just like to call it satan because satan is easier and everybody can relate to what satan is so um i think that this darkness is is what is um perpetrating or influencing these people into brainwashing the masses because that's what occultists do so all of these occultists they um supposedly get their powers from demons and they sacrifice babies and all that for moloch and all these other demons or whatever so um they think that the demons is who gives them their power so um yeah definitely i personally believe that satan <laughs> as god said in the bible satan is involved and he is the one that led all of humanity astray well and then you got to you got to think i mean look at the state of the world i mean there's some people like i just recently took a trip to california it's first it's the first time since i was a kid oh shit and i go out to california and i go to my i go to beverly hills and i'm not kidding man within 5 minutes i saw cars that were more expensive than my entire neighborhood i mean that's how many i saw that many cars that are like high end italian sports cars yeah, i think how can you live like this and then two miles away you have people living in tents how can you justify it so the, you uh, just think of how messed up the world is now, then, hello hello yeah yeah go on okay yeah so that I mean, it's just when you know the world is that state then you got to help to think why is it this way because if we have the technology that we have there's no reason why people should be sick or why kids should go without food <laughs> I mean, and people are homeless exactly exactly yeah, it, 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 there's enough wealth in the world to where we could all be happy and we could all live productive lives so you have to start leading to the conclusion that it's just a certain group of people that want to be in control that is true you know and, and they hold the masses down and that's and i believe that regardless of whether or not you're a conspiracy theorist or you're a flat earther or you're an occult believer or whatever it is This history has proven that there has always been a few people that control everything. Like that's history is a lie. History yeah. is written by the winners. Yeah, exactly. And and then just you know, it it's just kind of sad because I think we could have so much more potential to to live. Everybody should have a right to have a good life, and and but it's just not that way. And I, maybe maybe flat Earth is the beginning. of people trying to say you know enough is enough you know yeah 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 that is true because um i maintain that flat earth is the heart of all conspiracies and once people start start to find out hey the earth might actually be flat then i mean think about it if overnight at least like more than half of the population um realized that the earth was flat it would be fucking chaos dude yeah. people would would ask their government like why are you lying to us what are- we all live in abundance and there's plenty of food fruit water vegetables all that shit there's plenty of it available but it's being monopolized by a certain elite number of people and to a certain yeah. extent wasted you know it's just thrown yeah. away yeah exactly there's there's millions of people out on the streets dying yeah, and it's fucked better. up yeah there's no way around it it's fucked up Well, you know, but by your by your show, by your podcast, you're waking people up to start even if they don't buy into the 
you know, if you, it's, it may be too hard for some people to escape the earth being round, but even then you, we need the question about who is running, who's making the rules that we're living by and why, why is it so fucked up? Like, why, why does it have to be this way? Most people don't want it to be like that. Nobody I know wants to have all the money and all the food. They want everybody to have, you know, every, most of the people I know want everybody to be happy. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just, we could go all day on this. Like, this is just. You know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, people, um, mostly it's because of this materialistic view of the world that we have that, yeah. and we're so greedy about things. And we just want everything to ourselves. People don't realize that when you give out love, you receive love. So when you share when you share your resources and your wealth, you get it back to you. It's, no it's pretty simple. And I feel like we could all live in peace and harmony once we, once we realize that we're all one consciousness and there's nothing that really separates us from other people. It's just, it's just points of view. It's just different points of view. And we... What a, what a just... Uh, what a, what, I mean, you know... Here we are, we're, we're, you know, you're, you're out in India and I'm in the States and somehow we, we able to reach the same conclusions about the basic nature. Of exactly. Humanity. We have some sort of common ground, even yeah. though there's, we have completely different backgrounds and yeah. our lives are never the same, but yet we can agree on some fundamental truths, you know, like, like love, like peace. Like we can all agree that people need, shelter and food and it's fucked up that they can't get that shit and yeah these are just basic human fundamental qualities that we possess and they're trying to destroy this mentality you know they're trying to say hey you you don't have to it doesn't matter because we're going to mars soon right there's so many other planets that we haven't explored yet so fuck this place who wants this place we're just gonna we're just gonna go out there and make another civilization or whatever and burn that one down um yeah let me let me ask you this to kind of kind of close this out has okay how how is being a flat earther how has it affected your your life does it does it eat into what you do every day does it eat into your relationships what or does it not at all does it not really affect oh no 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 Uh, being or being open and more flat earth has um actually changed my life um, drastically i mean my relationships with people haven't been the same people look at me differently and most importantly my view of the world has changed so much that there's no going back anymore like there's this, there's a saying about in flat earth is once you go flat you never go back, uh, and you take you take the ripple and there's no going back. So when when you have this sort of view that hey um they're lying to you about the shape of the world I mean what else could they possibly lie to you about? Oh, well, they could lie to about anything. If they get you to believe that, then it's then it's, it's over. Yeah, there's no limit, man. They've we've been lied to about everything, and that is the truth, right? So um. Yeah, just everyday life, it's been, um, people look at me differently, people think I'm a fucking dumbass, they don't talk to me anymore, but that's cool, I, I, I mean, they can do them, and it's all good, but I try, I try to, like, keep it low-key, I try to, like, get people into this, just hear, just plant seeds here and there, you know, just tell people, hey, did you know there's actually no photo of Earth from space? I mean, isn't that weird? There's not a single photo of Earth from space. 
And how do we know if anything's real anymore? I mean, if the Earth is actually a spinning ball and they have all these satellites and the ISS and shit, we should have a 24-hour live stream on the TV or whatever of the Earth spinning. If if that's not okay, I mean, I mean, why yeah. go all the trouble of faking it if it's actually true? I mean, we can put an end to all of this if you just showed us a photo of Earth. So I'm very open to the possibility of being wrong. I mean, if any of you globe earthers can present um, an argument that isn't um, that isn't refutable, at least reasonably, I can I can switch back. If you actually prove to me that there's curvature, if you actually prove to me that we do spin in space, I'm going to go back and say, hey, hey guys, I was wrong. The Earth is actually a globe, and we can just stop all this nonsense. Well, I think I think it's very important for humans, you know, perceptions to change over time. I mean, I don't think we need to be stuck. I think I think okay, for what I personally believe, the only thing that does not change in my view is death. And so if you can't change, then you're dead. I think that we need to be able to, you need to be able to at least be open to the possibility that things aren't what they seem in order exactly. to, to in order to live. So it's having like, an open mind is is it's crucial for, for us sure. to learn because 100%. if you want to learn something and but you're so rigid of your beliefs, then that's not going to allow you to see anything. You're just going to say, "Hey, I, I'm this is how things are. Things can't be any other way than what it is." But what science is, in fact, is this sort of unlearning and relearning. You know, it's evolution. We say we come up with one theory and then. Hey, we say, hey, that's wrong. That's bullshit. Now there's another one. So that's how we that's how we know we're on the right track. Is we have to unlearn and relearn. Well, man, this has been an enthralling conversation. I really appreciate you reaching out and and us getting this done. Um, yeah. You, no, thank you, you so much for um having me on. I I hope no. we can do this again sometime with your co-hosts. I would love to um listen to what they have to say. Um, for sure. I would love. I, I think what we'll do is we'll go back to the drawing board and try to figure out maybe a different platform for us all to get on, so that yeah. way we can have a little bit more success. But this has just been fascinating conversation, and I appreciate you because it's hard. It's hard to put yourself out there when you have such a radical idea. I mean, I get it, you know, and that's why I had to tell my co-hosts, please, guys, just keep an open mind with this guy because I knew. No, that's okay. That's okay. I, I would actually like them to be. Um... To ask a lot of questions because it, it it is very difficult for someone to, you know, um, be introduced to this and not have those kind of thoughts. You know, like what the fuck? This guy's a dumbass. Like, why are we talking to him? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know? so I, I, okay, I totally get it. I totally get it. I mean, I get it on a daily basis. So it's nothing new to me. I we got to get you on the show more often, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would love that. Uh, good stuff, man. You're just uh. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, I guess we're going to have to go ahead and wrap this one up here, uh, but we will we we will meet again. We are you know at least virtually again, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a treat, man. Absolute pleasure to do this with you, and Thank I you. hope it leads to better, bigger, and better things. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I hope I can be on the show again and have a nice conversation. It was lovely talking to you, man. All right. Good luck to you, sir. Have a good day, man. Thank you. Love and light. Bye. Welcome, sir. Hey, boy. How'd it go? Well, <laughs> I kind of wish I hadn't been drinking beer because 
it kind of ends with us just talking about love and happiness and peace on earth. <laughs> it it kind of goes, it, get, it gets out there, John. It gets out there. Well, you're you're going to listen to it and you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you see, he's not a bad guy. You know, no, man, he, he definitely is. And for one thing, his English is super impressive. Uh, that just shows how behind the curve I am because I don't, I don't speak a second language as good as, as he speaks English. Like I can, I can understand Spanish, but this guy is on a whole new level with English and he's, he's, he's kind of funny. He sits, he's like, people look at me like I'm a fucking dumbass and I'm like, I can't help but laugh. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's got a good sense of humor and I, his heart is definitely in the right place. Um, you know, I, he, he's, he's got some points, he's got some evidence and he wants he wants to do it again where we're all together and you guys can actually debate him. That's what he wants. He, I think he feels comfortable now to where we could full blown throw everything at him. And he, I think he could, I think he could hold his own. As long That's as we're yeah. Yelling and cool. arguing. So we'll, we're going to, we're going to go back to the drawing board and, and try to get this again because I want him back and I want it to be everybody and to have a serious conversation with this guy because he's got some points. I think if you gave this guy his own stage, I think he could he he, he could he could persuade some people. He's got some persuasive skills. They so they he can turn some heads. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I here's my problem is I'm I'm too far gone into the game. I mean, I can't. I, he can tell me the statistics and 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 things that make sense and 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 logical stuff, but I I gotta I my life depends. I mean. It, what I know about reality depends on the world being round. I can't go back. I mean, I just can't unless something happens that where, you know, everybody agrees overnight that the earth is, is flat. I just, I, I don't have the ability to. You well, know, you're, back. you're probably that you're probably the type of person he wants to like, no, I want someone who can't come back and make them come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing he, when we got into this and hopefully, we get up. Hopefully, I get to air it here on this episode. Uh, it may be a separate episode, but I'll try to put it on this one. But it's going to be choppy as hell because me and you were going back and forth, and then he was coming in. We'll try to make it work. And um, but we got off onto uh, man, the Knights Templar and conspiracy theories and control and power and and these. You know, he believes that it's that there's these uh, demonical entities that are pulling the strings and. He calls it Satan and like, it's just kind of, it's just interesting stuff. Just fascinating to listen to. I don't know if it's, you know, something you want to, you know, you want to be just, but he's, I mean, there's a lot of people that think there's more going on out in the world than what we know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. People don't think it's just night and day. No, people think there are people like that who believe that people around us pulling the strings, making us see what we want to see. Men you know, do what they want to do, you know. Yeah, you know. It's I, like I told him. I was like, you know, when we took this trip out to California, you know, we go to L.A. and there's like literally a village of homeless people living in tents. And then you drive five miles down the road, and I saw cars that are worth more than my entire neighborhood. And within like five minutes, that's how. And, and it doesn't make any sense, like how the wealth can be so disproportionate. How you can have these. You know, a few guys that own everything, and then a shit ton of people that don't own nothing. You know, it's just it's 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 wild. Well, maybe we, we, yeah, we've talk, talked about that. You know, people who don't want to share wealth, that they want all the wealth they can own, and then try to maintain it. 
Yeah, and you got to wonder what is behind that. Is there more to that? Is there now? Here's what's interesting, John. Here's where I know this guy. If, if the episode airs, he's going to lose my friend James because he doesn't believe in space. He doesn't believe in it. Okay. He's he's the domer. He's the domer guy. He's dome guy. Okay. He dome guy. Dome. Okay. He totally laid out the dome. He totally explained it. Um, so it's some kind of electromagnetic force field that somebody had to create. We don't know who created it, but it had to be some very powerful creator. And everything that we see out there, that's all BS. Okay. All right. Uh, and he doesn't think we float around the sun. He thinks we're the center of the universe. So, um, yeah, no concept of space. Because I was thinking, okay, well, the moon is obviously round. It's a disk. But if you look at it through a telescope, you can kind of see it has three dimensions. So it's more than just a disk. But, you know, if you buy, if you're, if you're saying that the moon's not really there and it's just part of whatever's in this dome, then, I mean, yeah, you could say whatever you want. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it, was, it was interesting. The guy, he could talk. He could carry the story. And I hope we get, I hope everything works out with the audio to where our listeners aren't like, I don't hear shit. And I hope so. That's what I was hoping for. Cause like, like I said, I couldn't hear nothing, but I heard you talking to him. So I'm like, oh man, I hope the shit comes comes out clear on the darn. It was, I hope that you're yeah. going, yeah, yeah, okay, well, all right. We can, well, it's gonna. The sucky thing is, is I don't know how fast I'll be able to get this audio up because I'm gonna have to do some editing. I got to chop things up and spread it out because I can't have it to where you're saying Shane, 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 and then he's telling you know. But the Earth is round or the Earth is flat, and I look at the plane patterns. I mean, it just I can't. You know, we got to get it straightened out to where uh, it flows it nicely. Take you an afternoon to get it all. Oh, over. Yeah. No, it's going to be a ton of editing. I mean, there's no question because even on his call, we were dropping in and out. Like when it was just me and him, uh-huh. it, it cut a few times. I mean, did that you know, work? overseas, he's on the other part of the on the other part of the planet. You know, I mean, did, just... did that work out? Did they work better with just two people? Uh, yeah, I mean, it did work better. We were able because a couple times it cut out, but then it came back. So whenever, but whenever it was me and you, when it would cut out, like he couldn't hear a damn thing I was saying and you couldn't hear what he was saying and it was just fucking chaos. So we, we're going to have to do, if we get him back on, we're going to have to do it through a different app. We're going to have to use probably Skype and then we'll okay. all, um, we'll all record it on the Skype and then we'll, I'll, I'll take the audio and, and, and upload it. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds but, good. um, I mean, he's uh, I think he'll be good for the show as far as like having a, Another conversation. This one was just him getting the basic ideas out there, big picture stuff. But I hope we get him on and we get into the nitty gritty of it because I think we can uh, we're gonna have a good conversation with this, and then we'll move on to other stuff. I mean, we'll get other es- experts on. We won't. We're not gonna stick to the weird shit. We're gonna go to you know, we're gonna have an episode where we talk about people making movies. I'll, I'm gonna talk about making the chalice. We're gonna talk. We're gonna try to get to some entertainers. I mean, it's not gonna be just weird shit you know yeah, I mean, we want to get we want to get out of that category box that we somehow got slotted into you know we want to get out of there yeah i mean i, I uh, the, my vision for the show was going to be you know superheroes comic books and funny stories anecdotes but uh, you know i didn't know we were going to be fucking bigfoot i didn't know that's what where it was going <laughs> but that's part of entertainment though people want to hear about that too you know i mean <laughs> If it's Bigfoot the superhero, then okay, I'm all in. But our, Bigfoot superhero, I can, our, basically you know, Captain Planet almost, you know. Bigfoot the monster truck. I mean, that's cool. But damn, man, I mean, you know, you don't want to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be the paranormal guy. We don't. 
It's yeah. It, it, it has a, it has a fan base. Not knocking any of our friends that are uh, are that way. You know, we play people like that, but the fan base is the paranormal fan base is big. But you know, <laughs> paranormal stuff for me is just kind of. It's just kind of fun every now and then, but I don't want to be a paranormal show because, yeah. for one thing, we don't have the time to do the research. We're not going to do research into the stuff. We're not going to drive out to haunted houses or anywhere. No. Well, I mean, unless we might do like we. I could see us doing that like for like a weekend or something, like just for the show, because we haven't done anything like together, like in live person for the show yet. So maybe in the future something like that could happen, but. No, I'm not trying to go find us a haunted house to camp in or, you know, we're not going to go on a Bigfoot hunt. We're not going to send a weather balloon up to see if we can take round pictures of the earth. I mean, we're not, you know, it's just, this is just talk. We're just here to talk and share stories. And I think this guy has a good story to tell, Um, you know, but we'll just have to try to get that set up Uh, so we can hear it. Dale was asking, what is our viewers at? We're over 600. We're sitting at about 620. Um, last week has been a little slow. Um, the, the, I think the last big episode was the one where Aaron was talking about getting the blowjob. Um, yeah, people love, I guess it, it's kind of hard. We, we, you try to look at episodes where, like, okay, people like this episode and this episode. Okay, let's try to pull more of that scene from it. But is it like a whole show about strippers you know uh, you don't want to do a whole show around strippers or <laughs> well I, I think it's more it's just the stories i mean it's it's i mean because that story for aaron to tell that story like i mean, I mean if you just know who he was talking about who <laughs> <laughs> again well I was, I was like when I, me and they were talking with john like yeah y'all said the name the whole name well like yeah <laughs> oh no i had several people tell me that so why are you using full names and yeah, I'm like, 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 yeah, we didn't, we, you know, Dan, we don't, we'll do, Dan, we got to do stuff on the fly. He goes, John, the whole name? Like, yeah. <laughs> if we, let me say this, if we ever get to where we're big name, I mean, I'm going to have to go back in and edit that out. I mean, I'm going to have to take the names out because you risk getting a lawsuit or something like that and names will be removed and it'll just be, uh, you'll just hear a, yeah, it was, mm, 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 and like, yeah. nothing, you know, I'll, I'll take we it start well, we'll worry about that later. So, how much? But our viewers or our listens right right now? Yeah, uh, listens. I mean, that's what we don't have viewers. We got we got listeners. Um, yeah, it's about it's about six six twenty six thirty um, total. Okay, we're we're hitting about we hit about twelve people, twelve listeners an episode. But some episodes do really well. Um, one episode we got's got like thirty one. The uh, the singing one, the singing episodes by far our most popular one. Um, but I don't know if that's because it was it was the songs we sung. I think it was just the concept that this is going to be three guys doing something they have no business doing. So that's that should always be the concept. The three guys don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that same shit. Like you know, trying to start a fire with just two sticks. You know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but that's going to go over just super. Or e- e- MRE. You know, only Aaron knows how to do prop. Do you know? You know, Dale owns one of those. By the way, he owns one. Oh, he's ready to go then. He's ready. He to... owns an MRE. I'm like, damn, what the hell are you doing with that? I don't know. I was in, I was in Grand Prairie. I saw this, uh, this army shop, and I walked in there and I saw it. And I just bought it. I'm like, how much was it? Ten dollars. Like, okay, well, and he said, know how much it is. When I go buy one, you know, ten dollars for a freeze dried meal, man. I fucking, I just went to Taco Bell tonight and I spent thirteen and I got all kinds of shit. 
Well, Shane, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I, don't know I was like thinking it. those damn things are going to be like a buck. I, I, I thought so too. I looked on and Aaron was correct. You got to buy, you can't buy one. You have to buy at least four or five of them. You know, you can't buy one, you know, so. Well, you can, but like Daniel said, there's like 10 bucks, you know, for one. So, and they even hope that sucker's good. <laughs> yeah, man. $10 fucking, you know, shit. You go, you go get your ribeye for 10 bucks, man. Get your fucking yeah. good ribeye from Walmart. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That'd be funny, Shane. You, I told Aaron that before. If you did that, Shane, like you go like, or you just took a brown paper bag, put MRE on it. All right, MRE. I got a oh, a Taco Bell taco, <laughs> uh, a water burger sandwich. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I just don't have. I mean, if Aaron's got an MRE and he's like, "Here, we're gonna eat this." Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll try it, but it's not something I'm wanting to just go out there. What did you eat that was nasty? You ate like a bacon veggie bacon or something. I right? ate. ate you saw me eat that. Uh, we gotta find that episode. And put it on the, the put it on the um the you the, the YouTube channel. We gotta find that one again. But yeah, Shane, that was awful. You saw me, yeah. Shane. That no, that was fake. I did exactly what the instructions said. I didn't fake none of that. I even ate it twice to make sure to show people. No, no, I'm not gonna do it once and throw it away. I'm going to try it a second time. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that was quite awful though. Quite awful. Yeah. Well. Oh, so yeah. on a side note, uh, I I figured out what we think. What I think. We can do next. I don't know how hard it would be for our next singing competition. Yeah, is sing uh, a Disney song. Oh yeah, that would be easy. That wouldn't be a problem at all. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking if I if I know anyone that that's watched the show already, they're hoping you sing "Let It Go." You know, because oh yeah, a thousand times already. You know, yeah, yeah, I could do "Let It Go." I don't have a problem with that. I, uh, I mean, if it was going to be up to me, I would. I would pick something from the Jungle Book, but I can. Oh, do, that'd be a good one. It'd be, it'd be Jungle Book or Robin Hood, you know, one of those two. But I can do, I can do. Let it go. I mean, Roger listens to that damn thing enough to where I've, I've heard it like at least fifteen times in the past three weeks. So, I, yeah. I was trying to think like, no, I want a song, but I want a funny song. Something made something from like The Lion King or uh, The Little Mermaid. You know, so yeah. something like the funny ass one. You know, so. Yeah, uh, Little Mermaid. You got the one where she's talking about her collection. That you got the be, one where that he would just be hilarious. Well, especially for you, Shane. You're in your room, Shane, and you, yeah. you're just walking around. Look, isn't it neat? Like like Batman. Yeah, and have like a red a red wig and a little blue dress, and so, uh, you know you can have a uh, you can do Kiss the Girl, the song when she's when he's trying to get her to kiss the prince. Yeah. But, you know, there's all kind. Of, yeah, it's easy, easy, easy street. Uh, and stuff like that. Because fucking like, hey, you're a boy singing a girl song. What a guy was a guy, and he sung that "Let It Go" song in the in the um, the rock version. Remember I sent y'all? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't you like that though? He he killed it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, he did good. So yeah. I liked that one a lot. So like I said, maybe like we we'll talked to Aaron. I, I'm sure Aaron's pretty busy tonight. You know, so yeah, uh, he's been out on the podcast. I don't know if he's just been busy or tired with work, but. <laughs> Well he said well he said he was working on moving, so he might be working on that right now. Oh yeah, it could be it. Could so, be it. What? Well, uh, I'm sure he has his excuse me. I'm sure he has his reasons. He's trying to take care of stuff though. Yeah. Man, I wish you I hope you get to hear what this guy was talking about. You're gonna be like, What the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like I said, I didn't help by drinking beer because I'm I'm eating it all up, man. I didn't I didn't want to question the guy. I didn't want him to feel not welcome. Like, I, cause I was afraid 
that if I if I came at him hard and I was like, dude, that's all bullshit. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. He gets that all. But what I didn't realize is he gets that every day. Like this has become a way of life for him and he's used to it. So he wants people to tell him that he's full of shit because he's going to come back with what he knows. And, you know, good for him. Good for him. But I, I hope hey, he gets the you gets know, there. Good for him sticking in there, you know, you know, but. Well, it's well, it's like, good, you know, like that, at least you, you like it showed that, you know, no, tell me everything you want to tell me, you know, not biased. Tell us everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Just fascinating things. Just a, a fascinating person. I hope, uh, I hope we get to do it again and we all get to, to interact with him because he's uh and I hope the rest of our future crossovers are, you know, are interesting people too. I don't really want to, I don't really want to be in a podcast with an asshole. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you know, like I said, you worry about getting in there and they're just like, they're grinding you just to fucking grind you, you know? So, well, where's your proof? Where's your evidence? Where's this and that? Well, you know, God dang it. I'm here to have fun, but y'all came in here just to uh, grind the shit out of me, you know? <laughs> Kind of kills the mood. Well, the main thing is you got you got to have fun, right? I mean, always the podcast is to have a good time. It's not to get pissed off and angry. Like even even in the Karate Kid debate, that was you know that was funny. That's so funny. That's good stuff in there. We're trying to have fun there. I mean, I don't know if Aaron was having fun. I was. I could get through that (laughs) shit all day. (laughs) No, the funny thing was like when I heard you going downstairs and turn the Karate Kid on and look through the movie, like I hear Shane right now. Going to the movie. He's listening to the movie. Like, I did my I did my homework. I hear you going through the channels <laughs> trying to watch it. Yeah, because he that kept saying, funny. he's like, when's the last time you saw it? And it's like, well, it's been almost a year since I saw it. <laughs> you know, so no, it's not fresh on my mind. So I had to watch the incidents um that he was referring to because a lot of the movie isn't even about Johnny and Daniel. A lot of it's just Daniel doing his thing, you know. So Yes, yeah. it's, it's not that hard to get a recap on it, and that's what I was down there doing because I was like, "Well, shit." Y'all, gonna, y'all just stay know. on the beach forever. Y'all stayed on the beach. Like, get off the beach. Come on, come progress. Get yeah. off the beach. Get yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to get off that beach. I wasn't gonna let it go either. I wasn't gonna let it go. <laughs> you know, it's not that that's, easy. And that's why that, that that was the funny part too. You know, you know, what to the, what, yeah. No, he pushed him. No, he fell in the sand. That's why I said, yeah, that link, you know, saying, okay, here you go, guys. Ask him yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it sucks. They're only going to be there Friday and Sunday. They can't make it on Saturday. So. That's weird. They can't do it Saturday. They do it Friday and Sunday. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know which day I'm going either uh, because uh, $40 a ticket. Fuck, man. I, I don't know that if that's how much it is, but damn. But they got everybody there. I mean, it's Back to the Future. They got, you know, the Shazam cast. They got oh, man. Know. But that Back to the Future one, Shane. They thought it was like a couple of hundred to get a full picture with all of them. It was a couple hundred. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Michael J. Fox. You know, when's the last time you saw him in anything like that? Man, I see him out in the man. I didn't know he was, you know, out and about like that. Still, like man, so that's a big move. You know. Yeah. You know. And you bet security's going to be tight, man. They're not going to want people going around no. and fucking taking pictures. Oh, hell no. Shit. You don't, don't goof around that day, Shane. Don't yeah. goof around at all. Cause, so. and I, man, it's just going to be so packed, though. It's, so we get all those names like that, man, it's going to be so fucking packed in there, yeah. you know. Are y'all ready for – are y'all heading down to Pasadena tomorrow? No, that's the, no, that's um, that's next um, Friday. Oh, okay. okay. Next Friday. Next Friday. So I might not be on the show next Friday, but – but, uh, I'm oh, sure so you're gonna miss. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna be able to watch Shazam until the next week, right? Yep. Yep. Let's well, not watch it. 
Well, what day did it come out? What day was it? The sixth. Next, yeah. I mean, it comes out on the fifth. So, if you want to, if you want to wait a week, I'm, we're going to take the family. Go if you and CC and the baby want to come with us. Well, we can do a big old group thing. I, how did you get tickets so early? They have a. Um, there's this website called Fandango. Uh-huh. And the I follow I follow the guy who directed the movie on in, on a on his social media, and because you know Shazam, I want mean, I to know what the fuck's going on with it. And he posted a link saying, "Hey, you can go watch the movie early if you go to this website and buy your tickets here." So I looked it up, and sure enough, there's about five theaters within that that had the option. I bought my ticket. And went to the movie because me, I finally clicked in my head like Shazam starting this day. I went, wait a minute, hold the fuck no. up. No, no, it was super early. <laughs> How the it hell was, did that happen? You yeah, know? it was two weeks early, and I think they did that to get the reviews out because a lot of times with the, when the superhero movie reviews, like for DC especially, they don't release the reviews until the movie's out because you know they just haven't been that good. The last. You know, Batman, Superman, and Justice League, the reviews were terrible. Uh, even Suicide Squad had bad reviews. So they don't like to release them. But when the movie does, when it has good reviews, well, then they want to release that as soon as they can. So I guess they figured, you know, let's have a few people watch it. We're, they're probably going to like it. Let's just test the waters. And if all is good, then we're just going to fully drop it. And that's what they did. Now they're certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And there you go. So, That'd be cool. Get our name that big. We put like in papers, like beef beefing. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Just yeah. Said, said fuck yeah to this movie. Yeah, you know? we got we got a ways to go. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, you mean like we we do reviews and we get we get yeah. mentioned? Yeah. There's a guy that um here in Dallas that does figure stuff, and he he's allowed to do press reviews. He gets into uh he gets into the press screenings. Really? So yeah, yeah. He gets in early. I think his name's Anthony. Anthony Customs or something like that. He gets into uh, early shows too, okay. without without having to go through websites. He just has uh, the access. Okay, well, we were well, we were asking because like, man, we get early access to uh, 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 Endgame. That'd be awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. So hopefully that too. But but yeah, it sounds good. Let me talk to her. Like she's ready to sleep. But yeah, as soon as she wants to do that, like I said. You know, just have to stay off. I don't want no one spoiling us. Which you know, there's nothing really to spoil, but the actual movie. But I don't want no Easter eggs dropped on me during the sh- during the the week. So I see what yeah. she wants to do. But yeah. But anyway, so are you gonna release this episode though? For I, guess, hey, I don't know. I kind of want to wait and see how. Fa- I'm not gonna sit on this for too long. I mean, I'll put the episode up. I can't. We, we can't just sit there and sit on it. Wait for this guy to put his stuff. So. Oh, no. No, I meant this episode, the one we're making right now. I guess just put this Oh, one. this will be added on to what we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do this one we're doing right now. No, teacher, no. Then put no. the other so you time no. to work on it. I, ideally, I have it all co- connected, and we have this mega show. And Because the Flat Earther show needed to be a big deal. So as long as I can get the audio right and I can do it quickly, then it's all going to be one big, giant show. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, then. All right, man. Thing. Well, have a good night. Oh, you too, yeah, because I want to be a dad too mega show, but that's too big, so. Yep. But I'll let you know when it's up. All right. You have a good one, then. All right, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.